everyone, welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Tommy, the pro wrestling podcast with Tommy, Norbs, and me. Let's raise, I have a glass today. And Norbs has Let's... a Starbucks coffee. Starbucks, baby. Caramel <laughs> brulee latte, You're not baby. sponsoring us, Norbs. We need these sponsors that can bring it on. Yeah, they're giving, you're us. giving them free promo right now. <laughs> yeah, we're yes, giving Starbucks. you free promo, Starbucks. Yep. <laughs> Better give us free gift cards. Oh, oh yeah, especially awesome. for the winter season coming up, you know, just to give gifts to like the family. Free tea, Free tea. Free tea. We want Yes. Show is called Tea Time. <laughs> Anyways, on this episode, we're doing an AEW hot take. I think we haven't done one in maybe one or two weeks or something like that, but we're bringing it back this week. Only been two weeks, Britt. Darn. Okay, I think I think our listeners been missing it. I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's been a while. Two it's weeks been a is a long time. <laughs> okay. Anyways, first up, we're gonna be talking about the AEW Winters is coming. So first up, let's talk about Legendary Sting's surprise appearance last week. What do you guys think? Norbs, I always hog and go first. Oh. You go first this time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. Uh, yes, a shocking return for the icon Sting, a multiple-time world champion, and uh, it, it was uh, stunning. It was an absolute unbelievable uh, surprise uh, on AEW Dynamite last week on Winter is Coming. Uh, yeah, they, didn't, they did indeed uh, brought Winter, and they brought the icon with them, the, the Scorpion Deathlock of Sting uh, to uh, AEW. Uh, yeah, he, he's staring down at the Nightmare family and into Darby Allen. Uh, you know, we've, we have not seen Sting in quite some time since he was with WWE. Uh, and sadly, his career got buried there in WWE. But that has been resurrected in AEW. Uh, it'll be interesting really to see what uh, Sting will, uh, will do next uh, uh, in AEW. I, I heard that he signed a multi-year contract full-time with AEW. So he's there now, uh, you know, making huge head waves for everyone, for the fans, and uh, for, you know, even even the older fans. Uh, it, it really is, uh, you know, he, he is an icon. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. And, uh, yeah, definitely he's going to take the roster by storm. And this is something that the, uh, the fans uh, have been wanting to see for so long, especially for the 18 to 49 demographics. They do love sting he's a beloved character for many many years to come so definitely a, a great surprise for the aw fans i mean you get to say about that oh so yeah what norm said man what a shocker sting coming out i have to say guys that theme music was amazing by the way it sounds kind of familiar was that like an all of that was an old stri- sting song norms back at WCW days, but... I, uh, it was kind of like the Crow. Uh, he's brought he's brought back, like, a little bit of a, a mix of the, the Crow uh, persona, uh, as well as, uh, yeah, that, that dark uh, Sting character that we all loved uh, back in WCW, back in the, uh, the late 90s, uh, when he brought that Crow character uh, to, the, to the fold. Right, good point. So, like, it was the Crow character. And, of course, he comes out, and, man, was that a shot. They should have saved that for the end, though. I don't know why they did that and then went to the title match. made no sense to me. Like, the AW creative team is amazing, guys, but why didn't they make that the ending? They just jumped to the t- – uh, anyways, yeah. 
Great, amazing storyline. Everyone is just up in arms. They're talking about the legendary strength coming back. I think it's a great move by AEW. Bring him back. Now, of course, he's like, what is he, in his 50s now? Can he move like the young thing? 60s. Now? 60s, wow. So, hope, yeah. I don't know. Like, hopefully, they don't totally deter his reputation because, I, I mean, he's still great. He's still athletically, uh, he's still a great athlete, but at 60, I don't know if he can move the same. So let's see what the creative team puts in scenarios for Sting. But yeah, him eyeing Darby Allen that time and just looking into Darby Allen's eyes and seeing if Darby Allen has what it takes, I think Sting found out he does. Uh, also, that when he was looking right into Cody Rhodes, that was a great epic moment, guys. And Arn Anderson used to be the four horsemen back in the uh, NWO, NWA days. NWA days. Absolutely. Yeah. has no clue about yeah, that they, because... They, <laughs> they go way back, Arn Anderson <laughs> and the Four Horsemen and Sting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's great, guys. Uh, here's hoping maybe they'll bring another character from WCW, Lex Luger, Sting's friend. Who knows? But that's another topic down the road. But yeah, it's a great thing that happened. Uh, Winter is coming that Sting came back. Yeah. Other than Sting's surprise appearance, what, what else did you guys like from Winter is Coming? I mean, go ahead, Tom. No, no, go. No, man, I always go first, Norms. You go. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the title match uh, between John Moxley and Kenny Omega was another barn burner. Good call. Uh, Kenny Omega shocking the wrestling world by winning the AEW World Championship from the uh, proud papa, actually, uh, John Moxley. Uh, just uh, his uh, wife, uh, Renee Young, gave birth. To a baby girl, congratulations to the couple. Congrats, John. And, uh, yeah. Congratulations, indeed. Uh, the daughter's name is Rue, actually. Uh, very nice name. And uh, yeah, uh, Kenny Omega shocking the wrestling world, beating John, John Moxley for the title with the assist of his longtime friend Don Callis, uh, who was on commentary uh, in that uh, match. He is the executive vice president of Impact Wrestling. So I do smell a uh, cross-promotion happening right, right at this moment in time. Uh, after the match, uh, Callis uh, got, it, got involved in Omega and Moxie's match. And uh, after the match, um, Omega won the title, and he ran off with Don Callis into uh, a moving vehicle, to, to uh, a waiting vehicle, actually. Uh, and uh, Callis made an announcement that, uh, you know, uh, Omega is going to make an appearance uh, tonight, actually, on uh, Impact Wrestling, I, I'm, I'm following uh, what is happening there right now. I have Access TV on behind me. So, mm. um, yeah, we're going to have to be uh, very attentive of what Kenny Omega might do um, as he makes an appearance on Impact Wrestling. In fact, there's uh, I heard that there's a bus waiting to happen. Uh, he, he's waiting in the wings outside of the arena at Impact Wrestling right now. So it's it'll be interesting to see what will uh, what will he do and how this night will unfold uh, after Impact Wrestling is done off the air? A very good point, Norris. And uh, yes, Fallon, we got to see Impact going on right now, right? So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, so right before- at this moment. Right at this moment. So this is like, man, this is like Norv's the man of knowledge of wrestling. This is why I always go first because when he goes first, I don't have anything else to add. So, <laughs> well, thanks, Norv. So you just covered the whole thing on that Kenny Omega topic. And our our amazing moderator host here, Norv's Brittany, is falling asleep. So I think we should get her uh, get some <laughs> coffee and tell her what's going on with you. We got to get we gotta get more Starbucks for her now. More yeah, Starbucks for me. So there, yeah. there, there you Living go, guys. On- my two co-hosts. 
There's nothing in my cup, actually. It's just, it's nothing. It's a prop. My one co-host is falling asleep. My other co-host is just taking everything from the topics. So I don't know what to say. But what I will add, because I was well beautifully put uh, by Norbs there, guys. What I will add is uh, basically, is it a cross-promotion? Now, what is there to gain for AW, though? Impact, everything's to gain. Everything's to gain. Uh, you know, knowing the, the head media person that we've uh, met, uh, Britt and I met him, a uh, great guy. Uh, you know, uh, Ross oh, Borman. I do remember him. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder, of course, he's definitely, he's a smart, smart guy, uh, very knowledgeable in the wrestling industry. So he's probably thinking, okay, let's go for it, right? But I wonder what AW is going to gain for it. Maybe more, maybe working together, they can put a vi- more of a viable product together to compete against uh, WWE. Like, I mean, AW is already being WWE on its own. But I guess just for cushion's sake, they'll add more. Like, I'm not sure what's going, why they would cross-promote AEW. But hopefully they will. It's good for Impact Wrestling. And it's good for AEW. It's a win-win for both. Like, I mean, AEW has nothing to lose. They just got to add more wrestlers, right? So here's thinking. Uh, it looks like it. I agree with Norbs, guys. It looks like it's a cross-promotion. Why would Kenny Omega be there unless he pulls this ridiculous stunt back in the days of Ravishing Rude did or Medusa did where he's going to say, ha ha, AW, take that. Like, I mean, I don't see that happening. So unless it's a ridiculous stunt like that, yeah, I definitely see it as a cross promotion. Let's see what happens now. Let's see, guys. Yeah, let's see what's happening. Anyways, next on our list of topics, we have AEW is not interested in signing Tessa Blanchard. Tell me who the heck Tessa Blanchard is. <laughs> not going well. <laughs> At all, <laughs> nor coffee for uh, Brit there. Nor yeah, I, I got to get her wired uh, with with, uh, with the Starbucks that we have here, <laughs> uh, or some more tea. Uh, anyway, uh, Tessa Blanchard is a, a, a tremendous talent, uh, well known around the indie uh, wrestling circuit. He, uh, she's a, a former uh, Knockouts champion uh, on Impact Wrestling, and she's the daughter of legendary Hall of Famer Tully Blanchard. Uh, yeah, she's not signed with anyone right now. Uh, free agent, probably one of the hottest free agents right now. And uh, I, I think uh, she recently got engaged as well. Uh, so definitely it's going to be interesting to see where she will land. I don't think that uh, she may be um, going into AEW uh, anytime soon. Although uh, AEW's women division, women's division needs needs a little bit more boost. Uh other than uh, you know, Britt Baker and um, and Hikaru Shida there, uh, it, it would be nice to to uh, sign with AEW and uh, reunite with his father with her father there, um, uh, managing uh, on uh, at AEW uh, Tully uh, Tully Brent Blanchard. Uh, Tessa's a very talented individual, and you know what, WWE might snatch her at any time right now. NXT's probably the the perfect place for her. Uh, it's a very cutting-edge program still, the best brand in WWE now, right now at this moment. So I, I won't be surprised if uh, NXT makes a, makes a huge uh, surprise for everyone uh, to have Tessa Blanchard go there. Mm-hmm. Norbs, you say she's like the hottest free agent right now. Like, why do you think Quite she's not awesome. signed? <laughs> maybe i don't know she she's probably asking for a lot or like you know uh mm. maybe she's uh you know trying to uh get a get a interesting contract going on who who knows uh yeah she's definitely uh, out there uh you know a, a premier uh entertainer and very talented individual uh, i've i've seen her wrestle 
for a couple of years now, and um, yeah, like any any promotion will definitely love to have her in their in the program. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Tommy? See, now this is a rock. I'm not letting you go first anymore, Norm. She took everything. <laughs> I don't want to say anymore. I'm done. Come on, Tom. I'm done with this, man. You can do it. Got my co-host, moderator, beautiful <laughs> moderator, falling asleep at the mic, and I got you covering everything. Oh, I can't even say anything. What is going on in this episode? That's all good. Actually, I think you have something to say with this. Me and Norbs thought this topic was weird, but maybe let's talk about MJF's Twitter feud with legendary singer Dion. Well, I was going to say that about Tessa Blanchard. Huh? I, was gonna, I was just going to add. The, the <laughs> okay, word. yeah. <laughs> I'll be quick though. I'll be uh, I'll add the word like hottest. Yeah, they know why. The other word hottest implies that yeah, she is hot. That's what that's what Norbs meant, right? On that, when you said hottest free agent. Well, hottest free agent, as in like the hottest commodity right now and for a signing uh, of a contract beautiful. very soon. <laughs> Just say it, man. Yeah. Always gotta be professional. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, and she's beautiful. That's why she's the hottest. But real quickly, I think I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna question AEW. Uh, and their uh, executive team and their creative team and uh, Cody Rhodes and everyone. But, I mean, why won't they sign her? Like, I mean, the women's division, like Norbs well put, is it, it needs more talent. And all you have is Carl Sheeta Abandon and Nyla Rose and, and Britt Baker. That's it. You got to add more. So it's really questionable. Unless, big like, Norbs, Swole. I love Big Swole. Big Swole. Don't forget about Big Swole. Too. Don't forget about Big Swole. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But like that's what I mean. What is and Brandy Rhodes, the lovely Brandy Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes' wife. But like they're missing a lot of women's talent there. So I think I agree with Norbs. Like maybe they, she's asking for too much money. It's the only reason why I don't think AW is signing her, or maybe uh, she's got a bad rap the way she left Impact Wrestling. But if I was AW, I'd sign her because they need her more than NXT does. NXT has already a lot of talent. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's sure. talk about this Twitter feud that you really want to talk about, Tommy. Yes. So, Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Tom. I want to bring an amazing topic for viewers to change it up a bit. I don't know if this will increase our viewers. It better. But uh, <laughs> I have found out found out that MJF is in a Twitter feud with the uh, legendary singer, Deanna Warwick. So I don't know if... No, do you know who she is? Yes, legendary I know who singer. she is. I, I'm Googling Goodness. her right now. I don't so, know who she is. Brit's generation who's watching this has no clue who Deanna Legendary is. singer back in the 60s and Six, 70s. I 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. She was famous. She's like 80 years old. Like, how, how are you hey. on your Twitter feed with like an 80-year-old woman? Listen, Brit, she's a legend, right? all right? You can't insult her. She's been good for four decades. She was popular for four decades, Ooh. 50s to the 90s. So... Yeah, so Dion, please forgive Brittany for uh, making fun of you there. So basically, uh, yeah, the feud is going on. If you guys saw the tweets, I think uh, it was uh, Warwick that made fun of the debutante dance with Chris Jericho and MJF and the dinner thing. And I saw MJF's tweet. Now, is this all MJF's little, like, shending his persona, his his character he's trying to do? Or was he for real? Because he was going at Dion Warwick. Like making fun of her song, saying, calling her princess, saying, yeah, in uh, the most, you uh, know, most important way he could say it, like, don't want, you don't want to see us in the street or something like, I don't know, like, don't be a wrestler, Dion. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And Dion worked in the back down with her comments. So, I mean, it's pretty funny. I just want to add that as a topic just for fun, guys. But, I mean, it's pretty funny how that, we'll see, keep you guys posted with how that Twitter feud goes. 
So MJF started it with Dionne Warwick? Oh, Dionne Warwick started it because she. Made, oh, wow. That? This eight year old woman has sass. Yeah, yeah and she started. For an 80 year old woman, like, you can't mess with her. I wouldn't mess with her. <laughs> really? I think MJF's going into something he doesn't want to go into. Love the guy, but he's, he really should not be going into, into this. She, not just her, she could have some like big bodyguards there. Like, I mean, like what? You know, I, I, mm. I would not mess with her either way. She has friends in many places, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a legend, Most definitely. Legend, yes. Even though she's eighty years old. Well, well, as a legend, you, you are, you are. You, usually, legends are like old. <laughs> oh, I'm just like God. I thought. MGF picked a feud with like this eight-year-old. I'm like, why are you picking on an eighty-year-old? But it's like the reverse. Uh, so you're making fun of eighty-year-olds now. That was <laughs> yeah. going on. Like you guys, I'm being a little, I'm being a little bit ageist right now. You guys now, got on me for making fun of Karushita. This is like, come on now. What's going on? You ageist. Anyways, maybe on our next episode we'll give you guys some updates on this Twitter feud. Okay. Yes, and hopefully, uh, viewers, my moderator will stay awake for the next episode, and my <laughs> other host will uh, give me some room to talk about more uh, topics. So. <laughs> well, that's a wrap on this episode of Tea Time with Tommy, the pro wrestling podcast with Tommy Norbs and me. Cheers. See you guys next week. Take care, guys. <laughs>